All right, everybody, it's time for a story. You know, we've visited the universe of Cloud Tower a few times in the, in a couple episodes over the past few years, but I heard a tale when I was up there. You know, I can access it. You know, the easiest way to access, access, access or access, uh, the secret of success is pronouncing access. Uh, but if you're ever wondering how to get a little bit of a taste of life at Cloud Tower, that's a world above the clouds. It doesn't get any press. It doesn't get, you know, there's like, a, I don't know if there's any other works of fiction celebrating that world. Because people say, I don't see it when I'm in a plane or on radar or any, you know, Google, Google Eye or whatever it's called doesn't show it. I say, okay, well. I don't know. Do, I don't remember Alice in Wonderland asking any of these questions, but these are good questions. Uh, so I'll tell you right now. In spring or summer or fall, possibly in winter, you could just lie down and you kind of get comfortable. Maybe you could imagine you're doing it right now in your bed. And this nice, comfortable grass, maybe there's a blanket, a comfortable one between you and the grass, because you say, oh, that's nice. Uh, There's a tree offering you a comforting shade. The the air is just warm enough. The breeze is keeping the air moving, but it's a warm breeze, not a hot breeze. You know, the hot air only scoots will provide. And you could look up there in the sky, maybe through the branches of the trees, and start to wonder. You might even wah-wah wonder at what's going on up there, way up in the clouds, uh, where, you know, there's, uh, there's stuff going on up there. There's a whole world. You know, we've only visited the transportation hub, uh, you know, when... Uh, Back in the day on those episodes. But I heard this story about a, a simple road trip, which, which was hands down. I said, I got to make a podcast about this because uh, just because I said, well, this is interesting to me. Uh, and it was a tale of a few youth, uh, Cloud Tower youth, uh, uh, whose names I'll change now and try to think of. Uh, so they, uh, F- Fluffernutter was one of them. Uh uh, Shay, 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 she's, uh, was another and, uh, Carl was, was a third and then, uh, Sigrid, Sigrid, we'll say Sigrid, like Sigrid, uh, was, uh, those are the names I just thought of to change their names. And they were cloud CB, CBYs, I called them, cloud-based youth or youth-based cloud, cloud no. Youth, uh, youth, cloud-based youth, uh, or like they, they were in the, um, they were in that strange uh, phase of life for a cloud or anyone, where you some would say you're an adult, but you know you've you've crossed over the official, the old official, uh, what is that called, the entryway, as a fancier word for it, into the world. Of adulthood, but that's just, a, you know, they it's foisted on you. And clowns don't like foisting, but, it, you know, it's a part of the process. We all are familiar with it. Uh, you see, you're a grown-up now, and you're in the world of grown-up things. Uh, 
and or you're almost in the world of grown. In this case, it was the almost in the world of grown up things. Uh, they were just they were uh, all training together, learning. Uh, it's part of the, the this world. It has a pretty it was it was just trying to give a short version, but you know they were in a like a higher education. Uh, it's kind of a liberal arts type feel, uh, like a broad based uh, uh, thing, preparing them, but also learning uh, tangible things at the same time. Uh, so they knew that, you know, in some worlds, uh, courage was confused w- with other things like uh, uh, braggadocia and those. So, so they're trying to teach people tangible things so they'd feel uh, comfortable in their own clouds. Uh, and so these four youths, maybe whose names will escape me, they knew that just pending was their release into the, I mean, for a cloud, into the big air, the big sky, the whole world up there, whatever. I don't know if it's the stratosphere or the mesosphere. I have no idea. You know, and maybe a train, you know, I say, well, I was, I always thought I was an alto cumulus. And they said, well, that's what you, that's what you always dreamed of, eh? Or this is when you'd be younger. I want to be a thunderhead. I say, well, every thunderhead starts out, you know, yada, 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 evaporative, you know, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, what was a, maybe we say, well, does it start out as H2O or was I, you know, just a hydrogen, two hydrogen and oxygen or one hydrogen and two oxygen? Did it, where, did, where did it all begin? And these four young people, they were getting ready for that transition. And they wanted to have one last uh, fun time, you know. Uh, They were on a break from school. And the the relationship-wise, so who was there? It was Shay and uh, Fluff, we'll call them for short. And they were friends. They had been friends through all of uh, higher ed. They had even lived and worked together in the summer times. You know, they, they were really close. And then they had a third friend. Uh, Seagreed was friends with the other uh, person whose name I forgot, the other cloud-based, CBY, cloud-based youth or cloud-based being. Is both uh, you can be both, obviously. Uh, I'll just say is Zay because I can't think of. Uh, so Zay was friends with both uh, Shay. Oh, that, that's nice that it rhymes and uh, uh, Fluff, and then and the other side was uh, Sigrid, who was kind of friendly. Everyone was friends, but just the closeness factor. Uh, was uh, not, but but out of all of them, Shay was the one who was the most extroverted, uh, confident in a positive, positive conf- confidence. And because the Shay had such confidence, they would uh, they were comfortable venturing out and pushing people, not 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 foisting them, but saying, "Hey, why don't we try something outside our comfort zone?" And they all said, okay. So one day, Shay said, I'd like to have a talk to the four, the three of you. The four of us had like to have a meeting. And they said, what's up? And Shay said, well, I have this idea. You know, we have this break coming up. And, 
you know, we're getting ready to transition into this world of mature clouds. And, you know, like, I think we should have one last uh, good time. A little bit outside our comfort zone, though. And then they got distracted because uh, 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 the fourth person, oh, Sigrid said, uh, well, what about... uh, Radio, like if you get, and then there was a like a long talk about radio, and then uh, Sigrid said, "Okay, back to you, uh, Shay. Uh, you take back over." And Fluff was the quietest. Fluff was the, the tallest and most uh, physically attractive and imposing cloud, and that well, not really imposing. The kind of dr- a dreamy cloud. You'd say, "Wow, that Fluff." Uh, doesn't say much, uh, but projects so, you know, and then as we talked about, Shay was kind of, had all, all the qualities, kind of someone most people would have been jealous of if, if Shay wasn't just so kind and charming. And then Zay uh, was uh, just a good friend, really, I mean, a lot of other positive qualities, but uh, funny, uh, kind, Driven and focused, uh, but not in a way that impacted Zay's friends. And then Sigrid was probably, you know, a little bit like someone that would make a podcast or, or you know, the, like a little bit different, uh, but still a good friend and a different sense of humor. But they were all friends. And so eventually they said, uh, Sigrid said, cue back to you, uh, uh, Shay. Tell us what the plan is. And Shay said, well, are you familiar with these kind of jet streams that people talk about, the the, the rivers of air in the upper atmosphere uh, that go through? And, you know, we've learned so much about them. And we've even done some traveling. But uh, uh, Shay said, I have, you know, and we're not equipped to just tra- go out there and just travel on a jet stream, uh, you know, like it takes proper cloud, you know, equipment and all those things. But Shay said, I have an uncle, an uncle uh, who's looking to move like a, uh, like a, like, like a, it's tough to explain, but, you know, there's cloud-based beings and then there's, cl- like, for generalization, CBE, cloud-based equipment or structures, CBS, you could say. I don't think they would say that. They'd say, uh, but scoots, please. And I said, well, that was a. Uh, yeah, so so cloud-based CB CBO. That's still a cloud-based stuff. I was gonna say. And so Shay's uncle had a a, 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 a cloud-based thing that had like a, a what would be the equivalent of a, an Earth, maybe a ship or a boat or a car or a, a dirigible, a little bit different than a dirigible or a balloon. What are those things called? An airship. Uh, because, uh, but similar to those things, a form of, tr- a large form of transport. Uh, and she said, well, my uncle's got to relocate this, uh, this, they called it the, the, the Ziffer, Ziffer, uh, from not that far uh, off, uh, you know, somewhere we could get to, to somewhere where it's nice and warm and sunny. And, you know, we're going to be out in the open jet stream, out in the open air. Uh, we'll be working for my for my uncle just for a few days. Uh, 
And then we could stay on the Ziffer and enjoy, like, this was somewhere, you know, down where this, where the air is even warmer and pleasurable and maybe there's even pockets of air pocket, you know, moist air pockets. So kind of like swimming and so kind of like their ocean, great views. And at first they said, first there was like, you gotta be kidding me. This sounds awesome. And you know, uh, uh, fluff just didn't say much said, Hmm, sounds cool. Cool. I'm in. And then, uh, as they said, wow, this sounds great. Uh, really like it. So is we, do we have a plan and how much is this going to cost? Uh, and uh, Shay said, we'll be free. Like, it's almost like we're getting to stay on there for free by helping relocate it. And Sigrid said, well, they, well, I'm not so sure about this. You know, like, what about, uh, and, and they said, don't worry. Like, it's not like a, like the humans have their airships. Ours are uh, big and puffy and wide. So there's places to lie down and relax, and it's going to be such a, such a, we'll learn so much, we'll become closer friends, we'll have an adventure, then we'll have a vacation. What could be better? And everyone said, okay, great. And so then they prepared, and, you know, they had a journey to where the Ziffer was, and they met uh, uh, Shay's uncle, uh, breeze and they, they now she, they'd also said, Well, how, we don't know anything about zippers or anything like that. And she said, Don't worry, my uncle will be working with some professionals, uh, and we'll just be the crew. And they said, Okay, sounds good. But when they got down to meet uh, Uncle uh, Breeze, Uncle Breeze, uh, Uncle Bruce said, well, you know what? I like, uh, found out that the, 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 we were going to be the crew and there was going to be a captain, but I'm going to be the captain now. Captain Breeze, and you'll be my crew. And we're just going to take a simple journey. We're going to come out of this little pocket we're in here, and we're going to get into the jet stream. We're going to take the jet stream for 36 hours. And then we'll arrive at what is known as Paradise Cove up here in the clouds. You know, that's where Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer vacations. Uh, uh, you know, we'll pass uh, the arms of Morpheus. It's going to be, you know, legend. You know, there's, these are high-altitude birds. We'll probably even see some humans flying. They won't recognize uh, us for anything more than puff, puffy water vapor, but we know better. And they said, okay. And one other thing was that Uncle Breezy was a little bit disorganized, uh, didn't quite have their act together. But they said, you know, everybody was confident. They said, no, you know, not, nothing to be concerned about. We're going on an adventure. Don't forget that, Shay said. And the next morning, bright and early, they got up and they got on to the Ziffer. They had slept... Uh, Maybe they had slept on the Ziffer. I guess they had. And they got up. Uh, they had some breakfast. And they headed out. And, and they were in this big, big cove. Uh, I don't know what it was called. Uh, oh, Tubertown. Tuber, tuber, tuber uh, that's right. Thank you. And it took a few hours just to get out of Tubertown. And they all took turns kind of learning uh, how to, you know, how you steer an airship. Uh, even if it's made of clouds, it's a slow-moving thing. And uh, the a breeze was fresh and the sun was shining. 
They said, wow, we're really on the beginnings of an adventure, eh? And the uncle said, oh, yes, we are. We'll be carried by the jet stream. You know, we do have an engine and we have a sail very similar to a, a, a boat, uh, but mostly we're just going to be cruising. And they even saw some uh, high-flying raptors that looked at them, and it was uh, it was like something out of the movies. They were slapping each other, cloud fives, and dancing and smiling, and, and it was really, really. And then they headed out of the uh, cove there, Tuber Town, out into the larger jet stream. And as they got out there, the the the, the uh, Uncle Breezy and Chase said, "You know, we want to learn while we're out here. You know, this isn't just a, an adventure. You know, if we just nothing was gonna, um, if we just got in the jet stream and we headed down there, it wouldn't really be, you know, it, it wouldn't be much. Uh, we would just be uh, th- that." Uh, you know, it would just be a relaxation. You're going to relax when you get there. So I, 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 we've prepared some things for you. And the other three cloud-based CBYs. And the other three CBYs said, oh, okay. And then Uncle Breezy said, are you familiar with Venus and Bacchus uh, and their stories? And everyone kind of just stared at them and said, huh. Uh, well, no, um... I'm sorry. And they said, we you know, Bacchnalian. And, and, and then Breezy said, okay, I'll have to come up with something different. And uh, Breezy said, for your opener, for the opening thing, we're going to not use any more of the engine. You know, this has a solar-powered solar power based, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it converts ions or something, uh, but, uh, the, 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 the Uncle Breezy said, no, we're not going to use it. So shut off, uh, the engine. Uh, so what should we do if, if we don't have an engine power? We're in, we're in the jet stream. We're flow, we're flowing with the jet stream. In your brief time, you know, what did you learn? And they said, well, we should put up some of those sails. Now this, uh, particular, uh, airship uh, had two sails, uh, so it didn't look like a like it looked like more like. A, so if, I don't know if you've ever gone to a sushi restaurant, right? And they have these gigantic sushi boats, like the sushi deluxe boat, and sometimes those are wooden, and they're pretty wide. You say, well, I've never seen a boat that wide before, but it's meant to look like a boat. Uh, like, that's what the top of the airship, where the people are on the airship looks. But then the bottom of it looks like a puffy cloud, like an airship with a flat boat top almost. Because it's a cloud and not a helium or hydrogen balloon. And then you could go down and sleep below inside the cloud. You know, when you're a cloud, it's a different, you have a different relationship with, the, you know, all things uh, that we were human. It's tough for us humans to understand it, but you could, we could kind of create a, you know, line of an example. Uh, so it's, it's structured differently, but so if you're just on the surface, it kind of seems like you're on the deck of a ship, but it's much wider and calmer and more roomy and balanced. Uh, 
Like it gives you a sense of you just stay relaxed because you see, oh, there's plenty of space here. Holy moly. But it also has these two masts for sails or a third thing in the front. I don't know if it's a spinnaker or whatever. So they said, well, let's put up the sails. Uh, so then uh, Uncle Breezy said, okay, that sounds like a good idea. If we don't have an engine, uh, let's put up the sails and go by the power of the wind. And so they put up the mainsail, and the boat began to move under, like, and it gave it purpose. They said, okay, now where we can, we can control where we are in the jet stream here and be a little bit more intentional. And then they put up the uh, next, the back, the second sail, a little bit smaller, a little bit towards the back. And they said, okay, let's do that one. That sounds good. And so there they were. And then, like, like Uncle Breezy said, okay, now we're traveling, right? And we're, we're, we're being propelled by the wind and the jet stream. We're traveling in the jet stream. A few hours had passed by, but then they were again, like, uh, taken. This wasn't the first time, you know, they had tested out in Tubertown using the sails. And then uh, Uncle Breezy said, what about Dr. Hoomst? Uh, anybody familiar with Dr. Hoomst? And they said, Dr. Who? Uh, that's what uh, Sigrid said. You mean Dr. Who? The hu- you know, what's one of my favorite uh, human HBE, human-based entertainments? Uh, and uh, Di- Uncle Breezy, Dr. Breezy, we could even call him, said, no, 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 no. Uh, that's like the concept of who is the doc- who are the doctors among us? Who's, who's to, uh, will help us uh, solve, you know, one another, a golden rule, empathy, compassion. And they all said, oh, that sounds interesting. And then unexpectedly, the weather changed and the wind started to pick up quite a bit, uh, even there in the upper atmosphere. And at first everyone was in, in, in uh, Uncle Barisi said, don't worry, we'll lower down the main sail there. And we'll just continue with the back sail. And so they did that, and the boat started to move a little bit slower, and then it still had some purpose. Uh, and then uh, Uncle Breezy said, well, here's something unexpected. And then the the, the, the spinnaker, the f- whatever foresail, it came away from its moorings and actually filled up with air. And it causes them to kind of like uh, the boat to kind of move, you know, move with, without purpose uh, because it was just under the control of the wind. It wasn't uh, tied to anything. And so then they had to send uh, 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 Shay, and Shay kind of cut the sail loose. And they said, okay, that was good. That was Shay's idea. Uh, very, very good improv. Uh, and then they said, look around. And then they looked around and they realized that where they were in the jet stream, uh, they were surrounded, you know, th- it was like a, a sh- stream, like there was clouds on either side, but they were like in a river of uh, perfectly clear atmosphere. And it was cloudy banks and it was really beautiful. There was even clouds above them. 
And again, they just were going by this one back sail. And they'd even lowered it a little bit because they said, well, it's even a little bit too windy for us. Let's go a little bit slower. And then uh, Uncle Breezy said, okay, let's test out another idea. So we're going just by the back sail. What if uh, we were to take apart this main sail? And uh, actually, they start, They took it apart. Uh, they took the f- uh, boom from the mast and the sail. And they used them to, like, they played a game, like, a bit like, it looked like giant Q-tips. Uh, it was some strange cloud-based game. Humans, I guess you would say, what are they, just chasing each other around and tickling each other with giant Q-tips uh, that used to be a boom and a mast? Uh, and that was a few hours of giggling and chasing each other. And I think that's what they were actually doing, but I'm not positive. But, I, but again, I guess, like, they're more comfortable if they say, well, we'll chase each other around and tickle each other. Uh, uh, like, uh, we're you know, we're to subtext or not, we're happy with it. Uh, and so they then they were all, like, uh, to, like tired, and they said, oh, boy, like, this has been a full day. It was the e- evening and night had set, uh, and they said, well, we've learned a full thing. We've kind of had these challenges, but still we're heading in this jet stream. And we have this back sail. And so they said, okay, now we're going to take turns uh, guiding the ship in the night. Uh, and you just guide it by uh, the compass. They had a very similar to a compass, except it was a glowworm. I don't know. They like basically looked like a like a compass with a dome and things, but instead of north, south, east, or west, there's just like this glowworm. And I think you initially whisper to the glowworm where you want to go, but you actually have to do like your something similar to like longitude and latitude. You can't say take me, you know, to. Uh, this zip code, the glowworm doesn't know that. So they had just told the glowworm basically head in the general direction. Because uh, this was another thing, Uncle Bruce said, Well, like, uh, and notice we don't know exactly where we're going other than in the jet stream and generally sticking to it. Maybe we should just do that until the sun comes up again and then uh, we'll and, and, and just see where things are in the morning. We'll take turns while we rest because we're so t- tired from tickling one another with. Puffy Q-tips. And so they all agreed, and they agreed that they would take uh, shifts, uh, uh, taking turns, uh, watching the sea, and keeping an eye, like you say, okay, like uh, one person will watch just the glowworm because it's kind of hypnotic and just uh, steer the ship uh, in line with the gl- where the glowworm is saying the direction to go. And another person will, you know, make sure you don't fall asleep and keep an eye out in general, uh, a general, more broader awareness. And it was raining on and off. It had started raining uh, even up there in the upper, upper. I don't know when rain starts to go upward or downward or sideways, but it could have been doing all those things. But it was there in the deep, dark night that they really found uh that it was like the vastness, like they could see the stars sometimes, and sometimes it was cloudy above them. So they could see the vastness of space above. And I guess this is something humans, we really don't really get unless we're in a, like a transparent plane. So maybe only Wonder Woman 
has had this experience, uh, but they could see the vastness below sometimes, too. Sometimes it was cloudy below, and sometimes the jet stream was clear. Uh, sometimes they were passing over, you know, parts, populated parts of continents, and sometimes it was, you know, not as over ocean. And so there was constellations of light below. And they weren't moving, you know, it's not like they were in a jet plane. I don't know the exact speed of the jet stream with one half sail up. Uh, but that's about the speed they were going. And, uh, you know, they noticed as they were taking turns every few hours, uh, switching on and off. And then they also noticed it was like they, they were tired, but it's also strange to sleep uh when you're out there in the big, puffy world, as we said, and knowing this vastness, they, even though they had this nice, good, comfortable uh, zephyr they were traveling on, that it was a little bit, uh, it, it, I mean, for them, it was real, and this uh, they were living a metaphor, like uh, the vastness of the world awaited them, too. And I don't know if that was Uncle Breezy or Shay preparing them to say, well, sometimes it's just not comfortable, right? Uh, but they all had an opportunity to talk about it. So soon they found themselves uh, in and out of sleep saying, huh, this is a strange experience here at sea. They called it at sea, or at cloud, I guess is a technical term. And uh, we've kind of given up our, our mainsail and our engine. And uh, like, uh, is that like uh, it feels like an adventure, but it also it feels good and not good at the same time. But because they were having a shared experience, they were able to confirm it with, oh, yes, I, uh, I could see you feel that way. Or I feel this way, which is similar. But in my own words, it might sound different to you. And then they would experience it, go back on the deck of the Ziffer and experience it again. And then they would t- start talking to the glowworm about it. Uh, even the glow, even though the glowworms in this case, uh, not like these Hollywood glowworms, you know, you hear all about uh, back in the 80s that, uh, you know, got all the glory and then got rebooted probably a few times. Probably could use one time, you know, if I was a smart speaker manufacturer, uh, uh, hello, uh, opportunity for a good night friend. But uh, anyway, uh, these glowworms were working glowworms. Uh, and, and again, we don't try to project Earth-based understand EBUs onto this. Uh, kind of like in a form of like a high-focused. Uh, what do you call that when you're sleeping? Uh, but like a high focus to sleep or something like a suspended state of uh, not a suspended state of animation, but something different that we don't experience here on Earth. Uh, the only thing would be like hibernation, but that's different, which I couldn't think of. It took me three minutes to think of that word. But so the glowworms were mostly uh, just, again, another place for them to project uh but the constant glow of the glowworm against all of the night, and the fact that the glowworm consisted of uh, colors that could be considered were more comforting, you know, like uh, hot neon pinks and greens and blues, 
compared to the colder stars in the sky, uh, you know, or the ones on Earth. You see, well, you know, LED or incandescent or whatever the other ones are. It's phosphorus. I don't know what the heck they're called. Uh, they all have different spectrum on the. They're not as warm as the light of a by the light of a glowworm. One of these, you could probably write a book by that. Uh, but so they could sit with the glowworm and say, glowworm, you know, maybe some of the other youths were asleep, but they say, glowworm, uh, there's uh, something about all this that is unsettling, but yet stirring something in me. And uh, do you know what I'm feeling, glowworm? In the simplicity of just uh, steering by the glowworm. Uh, helped, but it may have also given them the discomfort that they started to all do that for a while as the night went wore on. And I think they were just traveling. I don't know what direction they're traveling. If they're traveling into the night or out of the night, because uh, I don't know if they were using the jet stream that gets all the love in the U.S. Again, if you're saying Hollywood glowworm, you might have to say Hollywood jet stream too. You say, oh, you're your Western jet stream, you know, and I say, okay, well, I'm not sure. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure because I was only up in the clouds for this story. I couldn't see. In my geography is like I have a U.S.-based geography knowledge. Uh, but so then as they were all sleeping, they heard uh, Uncle Breezy, Dr. Breezy was up on the deck of the Ziffer uh, with Zay. And uh, Dr. Breezy said, Zay, and everyone was kind of, again, listening and sleeping. Uh, Are you ready? And Zay said, for what? Uh, And Dr. Breezy said, well, Dawn's here. Maybe we should start steering the ship in a more uh, specific direction. Like, maybe I could look at my charts and figure out where we are. And uh, Zay said, you don't, Dr. Breezy, you don't know where we are? Dr. Breezy said, well, we've been traveling for about uh, 10 hours, uh, just generally headed uh, in the same direction as the jet stream. Uh, so I don't really know. And then uh, uh, Zay said, Dr. Breezy, I'm noticing I'm not, I don't feel like I'm controlling and steering the ship anymore. The Ziffer kind of seems to be just moving on its own. And uh, then uh, Dr. Breezy said, let me try. And then Dr. Breezy said, Shay, you better get up here and uh, check things out. Uh, And Dr. Breezy said to the youth, uh, after everyone was awoken and brought up to the deck of the Ziffer, uh, now we try to manage without being able to steer. What do we do now? We're in the jet stream and we're moving, and, uh, uh, like, what, what do you think we should do? And, and at first, you know, they had been through a night of, with the vastness of the universe and their impending adulthood. These existential questions that clouds asked themselves, they had talked to the glowworm, and they'd also heard, like, we don't even really know where we are. You know, was this like some sort of, like, uh, part of their brain was willing to accept that this was a metaphorical experience, and part of their brain was like, how can an actual experience also 
be such an apt metaphor. So they actually discussed that for a while. And uh, they said, well, if we, if we, we can't really, we might as well bring the sail down because the back sail, because if we can't really steer, uh, we don't really need that, obviously, so because we're just drifting in the jet stream. Then they tried, they went through and kind of tried to think about different songs that would be apt for, you know, if they could think of songs drifting in the jet stream. Uh, but they realized that there's probably a lot of pop songs about that. Uh, and so they said, well, what shall we do? Shall we drift uh, or not? And uh, it was Shay who said, you know, we should throw uh, down a, a slowdown, you know, a heavy cloud, they called it, a cloud of heavy water and slow or stop our movement. Uh, and uh, Dr. Breezy said, what do you all think about that? And uh, Fluffy or Puffy and Seagreed and uh, uh, Seagreen or whatever. Uh, and uh, uh, Zay said, yeah, well, okay, it sounds good. So then uh, Shay went to the front of the the deck of the the thing and threw the heavy water cloud overboard, similar to an anchor. Uh, but after they threw it, they realized, oh, the anchor was not attached uh, to the ziffer, uh, which was another lesson. That was a Dr. Breezy's lesson to learn, uh, that you probably should keep your, uh, your uh, heavy water slower down or attached to your ship. So that went over, and then they they said, "How? What is this? What kind of life lessons is this Doctor Breezy trying to teach us?" Uh, and they said, "Okay, well now we're fully adrift. Uh, we have like a little rowboat, uh, heavy like for our. We can throw that overboard, and that'll like barely slow us down a tiny bit." Uh, but Doctor Breezy said, uh, "You know what are we? What are we going to do?" And then. Uh, the lessons had progressed uh, because the youth had uh, had gotten to the end of Dr. Breezy's. Uh, exp- they said, Dr. Breezy, you didn't have your heavy water slowed down or attached to your boat. Uh, and you don't know, you, you, weren't you going to look up where we were? And Dr. Breezy said, I don't really know how to do that, as a matter of fact. I thought I had, you know, a Globot, uh, which talks to the glowworm, and, and it's not a. It's not charged. And they said, Dr. Breezy, uh, uh, that's, uh, like, not acceptable. And they said, we're going, to, we're not really uh, having a, a, a tiny, tiny, mu- tiny muses, which is a term there for when you sing and you take over uh, captaining of the ship. They call it a tiny muse. Because there's a special Tiny Muse song, but they said, yeah, collectively the four of us are going uh, to use our collective knowledge and not use yours. You could take a secondary role now. And of course, Dr. Breezy smiled knowingly to Dr. Breezy's self. But the Cloud Base youth did not know that at the time. And they said, well, what are we going to do here? And they said, by the way, Dr. Reese, you're our advisor, though, so don't, you know, if you pipe up if you know anything. 
And they said, well, we don't know where we are. And we don't know where we're going other than generally somewhere. We don't have control of our destination. And then we have these layovers from all the vastness from last night. Uh, so we're unsettled. But in this case, that was a good thing, right? They were unsettled in an empowered way. And they were unsettled with the supposed leadership of Dr. Breezy. And so they said, what are our options here? What are our options? And they said, well, uh, you know, we, uh, well, we, we kind of like, we did the tiny muses thing, uh, but, uh, it sounds like it's, we just did we, like, uh, we, so we can't exactly, we were trying to get help from Dr. Breezy, who's not help, super helpful, except in a general way. Uh, I think it's time to ask for help, like a broader help. Uh, and up in the cloud world, obviously, the arms of Morpheus and the arms of Morpheus are, are uh, what live in the cloud tower or also are the cloud tower overlooking all things in the cloud world. I'm sure there are other higher beings up there. But they said uh, we're always, you know, one thing we kind of forgot last night is... Uh, up here in the cloud world, we're always in the embrace of the arms of Morpheus. Uh, awake or sleep, that, uh, you know, when we go to sleep, we're supposed to remember that, but we didn't really sleep good last night, so we forgot that. Uh, but also in our belief system, you know, also for real, uh, Morpheus is a tangible being and system. So we just have to ask Morpheus uh, and Morpheus' representatives for help. Uh, and so everyone, every, like, uh, Ziffer was required uh, to have three ways uh, to, to contact uh, Mor- Morpheus Cloud Tower, actually. Well, two ways to contact Cloud Tower, the main way. And they said, Dr. Breezy, where's, uh, can we use the main way to contact uh, Cloud Tower? And they tried that for a few hours, but they were getting no response. And they said, Dr. Breezy, aren't you required to have a secondary backup to get a hold of Cloud Tower? And Dr. Breezy said, not only do I have one, I have one brand new in the box, a portable one. And they opened the box and they said, Dr. Breezy, when you buy a brand new portable you know, Cloud Tower contact system, the batteries don't come charged in the box. And Dr. Breezy said, oh boy, you're right. So they said, okay, that won't work. So then the third option was just like this, uh, like this magical, uh, this tube that had, uh, it was like uh, that you would sing into and all of them had to stand on the deck of the, um, the Ziffer, except they didn't include Dr. Breezy. And they sang into it, and they kind of sing this special song where you call the Morpheus. You say, it translates into, please embrace me, or oh, Morpheus, uh, sometimes I forget. You kind of, these are different parts of it. You know, the vastness of the world is all contained in your embrace, uh, which can also just contain your arms around me in a warm hug. 
that makes me feel safe, and I can ask you to pat my back if needed, which I could use right now, oh, Morpheus. Uh, please hold me in your loving embrace. And also, we, we, we're asking for a hug because we want to ask for more help because right now we're, uh, we don't feel adrift. We are adrift. Uh, and we could use some guidance. Uh, and of course, Morpheus responded. Uh, and Morpheus said, like, hug one another for now. And they said, how could we forget that? And so they hugged and held one another. And even Dr. Breezy, they embraced one another. Morpheus said, wait, help will arrive. Uh, and eventually, uh, these these other cloud, uh, like smaller cloud-based Zephyrus came. And he said, hey, we're here from Morpheus. We heard you were adrift and you were trying out an adventure. And uh, they said, you're not an adventure with Dr. Breezy, eh? They said, what did you learn on your adventure? And they said that, uh, you know, they kind of summed to sum it up. They said, well, an adventure is a mix of things, uh, good and, and outside of good, what you would define as good or pleasurable. It's exciting, it's tiring, uh, that uh, sometimes you don't know, uh, that it's not easy, that a lot of times in the in the midst of the adventure you forget the simpler principles of Morpheus, uh, and that, but also that it's like, wow, that is a thing. Morpheus embraces a thing, so is the vastness of all things. And that sometimes you got to ask for help uh, and reach out for help or provide help and comfort to one another. And sometimes you got to do all those things. Uh, and they said, great, well, we'll take you to your to vacation now. Uh, and they said, well, can't we just turn everything on that Dr. Breezy? They said, well, Dr. Breezy was giving you only a 10% of that test was intentional. Uh, but a lot of it was just uh, accidental genius of Dr. Breezy. And so they headed off, uh, actually in this case, into the sunset. Uh, and they rested and, and, and they were changed forever. Uh, but it was like a lesson, again, they would have to keep learning. But in those times, they could remember. Uh, they could hold themselves. They could ask to be held they could remember their being held within the vastness of things just by being there and breathing and imagining uh, the presence of Morpheus. Yeah, but they also knew, oh, okay, always ask for help. Uh, adventures can be uncomfortable, uh, but we're also okay. And they rested so well that night, and then they had a brilliant time, a vacation for the ages, uh, those four cloud-based youth. Uh, good night.